0: You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast.
1: Right now I'm joined by the Honourable Michael a National Party List MP for Dunedin North. Good morning, how are you? Kia ora Jamie, I'm good. Marvellous, marvellous. Right, we're back in level two down here. Um, this could be from a failure at the border, um, you know... We don't know, exactly know where it's coming from at the, at the moment, but um, it's really important that we get this sorted out this time around. The National Party is really. Well, you know, you did push to come out of lockdown a little bit earlier, but it hasn't happened yet. But. Yeah. Um, so. You're also talking. So you're right. Oh, go Go
0: I was just going to say, it's almost certain to be a failure at the border. We were clear of COVID in our community, and then it popped up. And and that was at the same time as, as not only the National Party, but a number of others were highlighting failures in the process for managed isolation and quarantine at the border. So, you know, it is a bit cute for the government to say, well, we don't know where it came from. It's 99.9% sure that uh, somebody has boarded it in and that the spread has come from somebody arriving into New Zealand.
1: Hey, we, we all know how people can cling on to that 001 percent, uh, though, <laughs> Michael. Um, but
0: what I was going to yeah, say policy. yeah,
1: yeah—the um, fact that you know it's still national policy to allow education providers like Otago University to bring international students to Dunedin is that still something? Now that we've gone back into um, you know level three in Auckland and level two here, is that still something the national wants to do?
0: Well, the short answer is yes, but everything is predicated on border management being as tight as it can be, and, and it simply hasn't been. The reality is if we can't get that border management right, we should be very careful about allowing anybody in, and if we can get that right, we certainly believe we, we can as a country, then, then it would be appropriate for other people apart from Kiwis returning home including international students including some of the workers that we're going to need in very hard to staff areas to be able to come in in a managed way so yep look we believe there is a better management process a safer way to do this because we're going to be dealing with this for a good year or two and it's simply not feasible to manage the border the way we are for that whole time
1: is this something that you're especially lobby for, considering you're the MP for you know an area that is uh, has a massive tu- student population? This is the South Island's largest employer, at the university. So uh, economically, it's very important.
0: Well, it's it's a, exactly. It's not just about the health of our people. That's absolutely vital. But health has a number of dimensions, and and the the ability to be able to earn an income, sustain your family. Uh, and, and be socially connected is also a really important part of health. And what worries me is that while we're controlling the virus, the non-COVID health issues are continuing to mount, whether that's cancer, uh, elective surgery, the mental health impacts on uh, on community as a consequence of the lockdown or job losses is really, really significant. So we're going to have to do something different. I reckon that the conversation will change quite quickly after the election, regardless of who's in government. But this government doesn't appear to be prepared to have that conversation this side of October seventeenth. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, National is putting a lot into roads and the economic recovery plan. Uh, transport's always been a big winner. Um, for the national party but infrastructure is more than just roads uh, and if we're looking at um, Dunedin as an example rent, rents are sky high homelessness is significant in, in Dunedin. I can't find anything concrete on housing on the National Party's website because I assume you haven't released any policy on that yet but I mean is, is housing in Dunedin a priority for you and don't you think you know that's an, uh, a really important part, place for infrastructure spending to go?
0: yeah look let's start with your first point about roads roads are ob- obviously important but the previous government the national government significantly invested in other elements of our infrastructure including billions into rail uh, which is for- forgotten about um, these days the other really important part of the broadband uh, of the infrastructure plan that we had under the key English government was was uh, broadband and, and I'm sure listeners would be reflecting on how we could have coped with a lockdown if we didn't have the degree of broadband coverage that we did. We were connecting by Zoom, by Skype, uh, and and we were probably you know watching Netflix uh, at level four. That wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the sort of infrastructure plan that we do. As far as housing is concerned, there's a considerable amount of information already out there about what National would do in our uh, infrastructure discussion document that was released in November last year. And you're right, we haven't um, released the final policy to go into the 2020 election, that's imminent. But one of the really important things that we see is removing the regulatory barriers to councils freeing up land for housing development. And that's been a real point for years and years and years. We've had the RMA for 30 years, it's an important piece of legislation, but it does need improvement. So what we're going to do is replace that with two pieces of legislation. One is an environment um, law and the other is a planning law. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to tidy that area up because the big increases in the cost of housing has almost all come uh, from from the availability and cost of land.
1: Yeah, tape has always been an issue in the RMA. Uh, has never been a perfect thing and you've all, I mean both parties and, and both governments have changed it through the years and it's never really come to anyone's satisfaction um, but what about when yeah. you deal, you know I mean a lot of this uh, when it comes to building uh, it's not just in the government's hands it's also in local council's hands so will you free up um, some ability for them to get rid of the red tape as well?
0: Well yes but we did that last time as well and frankly I don't believe the councils took that opportunity uh, the real barrier there, I think, to development, and there is a sharp contrast between whether we should be building up or building out, particularly in our larger cities like Christchurch and Auckland. Uh, Auckland, there's a real battle going on, I think, philosophically uh, on in terms of greenfields or brownfields uh, development. They've certainly, I think, intensified more than they they were 15 years ago, and of course um, the Canterbury earthquakes demonstrated that when there is a real need, um, in that case a natural disaster, it is possible to be able to consent uh, developments much faster uh, than, than in normal circumstances. Well, frankly, the RNA is a, is a man-made disaster, and we've got to get that fixed.
1: Yeah. Um, now, the vast majority of students are voting for the first time. Um, luckily for some, an extra few will be voting because the election's been shifted. Um, and, of course, uh, integrity is a big one for them. You know, they're, they're, they're dipping their toes in. We don't really have civics at school. They don't really know how, how the game is played. They're, they're looking at people at face value. Um, so trust is a big one. And, you know, it's, not, yep. it's you and, and, um, and Dr. David Clark. We've seen him on his bicycle, but with yourself, you know, there was the homeless man um, debacle yep. and also the uh, public info on the uh, the patient's details, which you did not, you know, you, you did not put public, but you knew where they came from and you attacked the government at the same time saying, how could you release this? So, mm-hmm. you know, you both of you don't look exactly peachy and rosy at the moment. Um, so um, yeah. can, well, can just, we I'm, trust
0: you? Was well, it? look, the short answer is yes, I think. Let, let me go back to a couple of things she said. Firstly, um, civics. There's no reason why schools can't uh, provide in the curriculum that's that's already there through things like integrated studies, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an ability to um, to teach what our democracy is about and how parliament works and how elections work. And I know there are a number of secondary schools that are doing that and even a number of primary and intermediate schools. As far as the homeless guy is concerned, I stand by absolutely everything I said and despite what the government has done, which is a full court press on me, effectively calling me a liar, they haven't yet. They have conceded that there is a person who was homeless, but they haven't yet been able to tell me uh, why they believe he actually ended up in Australia and then came back. So I stand by absolutely everything I have said about that story and I believe there'll be another chapter to be written. Look, as you uh, rightly point out, there was information that came to me in respect of COVID-19 cases Mm -hmm. that I did not use. And I was caught up in the issues around um, my colleague, Hamish Walker, who did. I accept that uh, in hindsight, I should probably have been more proactive in doing something about that. But, uh, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Look, uh, it, it's an unusual time I think mean, David Clark and I were both expecting to be and obviously on the local issues and health is a really big one in our capacities as both minister and shadow minister of health yes and the ironic thing now is that we're neither of us are holding uh, those those positions. That's okay. Uh, we'll we'll continue to do battle on the things that matter to uh, to our electorate, to the need, and to the students.
1: Yeah, uh, with one of those is the hospital, of course. I mean, it's it's, it's the big one. Yeah. it's the big biki right now in Aute-Pote. Um, You know, is the National Party committed to keeping the level of service the same, if not higher, uh, at the new hospital as it is uh, the current facility?
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I question whether or not the government has the same. Uh, Energy for that. Uh, You know, the irony of this is that David Clark in 2017 petitioned Parliament to get the rebuild of Dunedin Hospital started before the last election. We're now coming into the 2020 election, and while it's not well known, I can tell you that Cabinet have not yet approved the detailed business case Mm. that would allow that process to go ahead. My sources are telling me that there is a number of battles going on between the Ministry of Health the Capital Investment Committee and Treasury about scope and cost, and that worries me. I keep hearing that the final business case is going to go to Cabinet in the next Monday the Monday, but I've been hearing about that for months. The reality is, this government promised to fast-track that project, and it's gone slower, not faster.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with you on that
0: one, Michael.
1: But at least, you know... Well, there was
0: another dimension to that I should add, and that was in uh, recently in the media around the University of Otago's um, building program, which is also stalled under this government because it was turned down, at least it appears to have been turned down, for shovel-ready project funding. Now, the university's taken a big hit in terms of it now can no longer afford um, the comprehensive building program that it was going to do on its Dunedin, Christchurch and uh, Wellington campuses. Um, that's really important because if those projects don't get started in the next couple of years, the hospital will gobble up all of the construction resource that exists in the south. And it could be that those those halls of residence, the, um, the, uh, the health science faculty building, I think, in Christchurch, yeah. won't go ahead for up to 15 years. I think that is a really, really important thing that the, the government's feet should be put to the flames on.
1: All right. Uh, so finally, Michael, um, you know, I mean, the election's been put off by a month, so you've got a little bit more campaigning mm-hmm. to do, uh, and no doubt you're going to get around the campus, because I haven't really seen you down here yet. Uh, although I know oh, you yeah. do. Can you probably uh, come visit your brother, yeah. perhaps? I think he's still here, isn't he, your brother? <laughs> yeah, I was a
0: visit. I've been a bit busy to see him, but I've been down... Several times.
1: Um, so, you know, if you had to put it to the students right now, I mean, why should they vote, um, not only give you the local vote, but also party vote national.
0: Well, that's the one I want, is the party vote that really matters for me because that will determine who gets to govern the country. Um, one of the things I do feel is that sometimes the questions that are asked by students um, are often very short-term. You know, student allowances and... and uh, uh, fees-free and all of that sort of thing. But actually, I think what your listeners need to do is think, cast their mind forward to when they graduate uh, and we're going to be able to get a job where they want at a level of income that they want and not paying more taxes than they should. And that's where the National Party will be their friend, not their enemy. Uh, the uh, The reality is we're going into economic challenges the like of which no one has seen in their lifetimes and we are incurring a massive amount of debt that won't be paid in my lifetime and potentially not yours if we don't control it. So really, this is, for me, a question about, firstly, the quality of the education that you get, and I think that can be pretty much um, understood that both, both parties will commit to that. But really, it's what happens when students graduate that's really going to be important in this election. And I think they need to think about who is the party that has... The wherewithal and the track record of New Zealand through tough economic times. And
1: the simple answer to that is the National Party. All right. Uh, Michael Woodhouse, thank you so much for your time this morning. Have a wonderful day, uh, and we'll talk again soon.
0: Thanks, Jay. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.